<clears throat> Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Now let's have some fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Ah. <laughs> like a little baby. Ah. I can't do it right now. Mm. <clears throat> so, I don't know what that is in the back. In the throat, getting dry. Er. Mm. Hi, folks. Welcome to the reboot of the Brian Trust. Okay, not really, but yeah, not really. <laughs> Everybody talks about it. Now that we hit 100 episodes last week, uh, it's episode 101. Woo! Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Let me do it. Let me do it. Hang on, hang on. Episode 101. Uh, now that we're in the second century of this podcast. What? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> What? Where where are my teeth? Where, what? Where I gotta come to Mike and learn. Okay, that's enough. Of that. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done with this. Yeah, All right. sorry, we didn't have an opening today this week, folks. We just uh, we're not sure what we're talking about. We're trying some new stuff with the show, we're trying some different technological things behind the scenes that you don't have to worry about while we do these things. It, it, it anyway, like a, good, a good time to do it. Yeah, it would seem like 101 being a good time to start experimenting with some things so that when we get to episode 200, it's even a cooler show than what it already was. Um, I mean, by then we'll have like five five hosts and, you know, it will literally be like a cadre of Brian's. Right, and a live audience. What would we call a group of Brian's? We'll have to come up with a term for that, you know. A briggle. I don't know. What, what, I, what I don't know. We'll figure it out. That'll be something for the audience to think about over the next yeah. hundred episodes. Like what, what we call a group of Brian's can't be like, wouldn't be a pride. Uh, you know, something like that, you know, like a pride of lions or a murder of crows or a, a Congress of like baboons. I think it is. I can't remember what the group is. It's a Congress mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, there actually is on LinkedIn uh, something called the Brian Group. <gasps> yeah. You lie. No, it's there. The Brian Group on LinkedIn. Really? Yeah. Is it, a, See, is it, like, is it just Brian a group, group or is it a company? or? It's called the Brian Group. I don't know. Let's take a look. Brian Group on LinkedIn. Hmm. hmm. Like it's in the Brian Group, B-R-I-A-N Group? Yep, the correct spelling. The Brian huh. Group, LinkedIn. Huh. Huh. Can you throw the link in the robot? I'm, I can't seem to find it. Maybe I can. Oh, wait. That's Brian Wilson. Hold on. Hold, please. Okay. I'll show you. Here's the link. And then we'll, and then we'll get back to our listener. <clears throat> there. Link sent. Because okay. I am, I am on LinkedIn. I don't know why, but I am, in fact, on LinkedIn. Because you are a professional who likes to network with other <laughs> professionals. Now, if you look at my profile, I can't. It's hard to tell. Um, Ooh, I gotta, I gotta, interesting I gotta, taxation. Oh, so it's like a consulting group in Wales. Well, Belarus. New, oh, in Australia. Sorry, that was really bad. Uh, My apologies to both Wales and Australia for that. In New okay. South Wales, which is a part of Australia. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> We've only been using this new technology for a few minutes, and you've already offended 
You're, two countries. You're asking. I never read LinkedIn. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Never, I never read LinkedIn. Almost never. Um, yeah, they've got in Belrose, New South Wales. I don't know where that is, but somewhere in New South Wales, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, accounting. It looks like an accounting and like consulting firm. We'll have to get them on. Maybe we'll need an accountant soon. Soon. That would be nice. Yes. Once I, if uh, presuming that we need some help with Australian tax law, I think it would be perfect. It could happen. Uh, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> It'll probably be like, I, d- I don't know why you're calling us. Uh, yeah. We got to get back to work. And... Great talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good day. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Interesting. But mm-hmm. well, how was that? Was an exciting start. All right, that wraps up episode one hundred and one. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining. So, how was um, how was your week? Oh, the week was interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Nothing super exciting or fun. I'm just <laughs> one of those weeks. Yes. Uh, nothing super exciting. No. A little bit of change, you know. Okay. I don't want to yeah. get into too much detail, but there was some change at work. Uh, okay, that uh, Nothing. Well, to us it was bad, but to the person that it happened to, not bad, not bad at all. Good for that person. Not too much detail. Uh, and then, of course, I, you know, and then I went to a funeral on Friday. Uh, not to be a downer. None of this is a downer. Um, the person was. Uh, the patriarch of the family, uh, wonderful human being. Mm. He was suffering for a long time, and uh, you know, he was called home. So, uh, it, as sad as it was, I think there was more of a relief, a relief from the family that he's no longer suffering. Sure, uh, nothing medical science could do. So, um, yeah, and so that was. Uh, Pretty sad. It was expected. It wasn't a surprise, you know, one of those. So, but that was, uh, but the, but the theme of this week for me s- seems to be change, change. Uh, and it made me think about, you know, how do you, how do you deal with change? Like how, what is the best way to deal with change? You just roll with it. Do you try to fight it? I mean, I don't know. I always struggle with change. I hate change. I'll tell people, oh, change is, change is good sometimes for mm-hmm. some people, others, not me. Uh, you know, uh, but then uh, deep down, I'm like, I hate change. I don't like change. I like being comfortable. <laughs> I like things the way they are. You know, I'll change something if it's broken. Like that's, if I, if I make that, you know, that epiphany, if I have that epiphany, if I make that discovery, like this is so broken. Well, we and change. I think, and, and I know we've, we've talked about some of this in past episodes as well, which is there's, I think that there is, that's the thing is, as people are, our brain, like the lizard part of our brains are drawn to comfort, which is why we always talk about the comfort zone, you know, that idea that like, this is static, this is safe, this is, you know, where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And yet, much like everything else, all the growth is out here in the, in the danger zone, which is like everything outside of like a five foot bubble. <laughs> like, nah, 
Yeah, exactly. Um, well, like and, we changed here a little bit, like here, for example, yeah. you know, we were using a uh, technology to record our podcast that we thought was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we wound up having some issues and tech support really wasn't being very helpful. And well, as a, to, to be well, fair, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that they, well, toward the end, let me say this, toward yeah. the end, it kind of, they kind of got the, uh, you know, it got, it got more of the fact that it felt like they didn't, they didn't yeah. address what I was saying specifically. Like when I contacted exactly. them, they yeah. didn't address what I was saying. And that's, and it happens sometimes because when you, yeah. when your company grows and especially yeah. in the support roles, the problem is the people who get in there don't use the platform, don't really necessarily exactly. understand it all. all. Exactly. And that's fine. It used to be when we started recording on that, when we started working with that platform, it was one guy, mm-hmm. the guy exactly. who created it. And of course the company yeah. grew out and they added people and, and that's, you know, that's fine. It happens. You know, it's not yeah, one of the things. And I'm not, I'm it's, not, don't misunderstand. I'm not bad-mouthing yeah. them. They, they, the technology yeah. is cool. I could never, I could never create something like that. And, you know, it's, it's got some hiccups. It, you know, yeah. uh, it didn't fit what we needed to do. It may fit what others need to do. And that's great. You know, uh, but we changed. We went to something new and we're trying it out today. Uh, because the point of our podcast was that we can, we deliver content quickly. You know, like we have been very good about recording every week, having great conversations every week, sometimes twice a week. The issue came, and we, and we designed this, it, just so the listener knows how we work, is you know we designed this so that, honestly, we could record, we could edit quickly, and we could deliver even, even quicker. And what happened was <laughs> that didn't work with that platform. The editing part became a challenge because yes. of some technical issues that we were working through and and some human of, failings it's not of course, we won't no, no, no. some human be, failings as well no, don't beat yourself up because it was no, no. really I, no i was i'm blaming you no oh all right well don't beat me up <laughs> no no i mean there's that's Those a fine word sir in the end these things they're they're built by people and people make mistakes and of course right, uh, or exactly. you know people don't fix mistakes as off quickly as they should or they don't yes. and this is get just on the way things. And some some things are unsolvable necessarily, so you have to work Absolutely. around them. Or well, because it, because it depends on other technology, right? You know, like yeah. your web browser, or it mm-hmm. depends on what kind of computer you're using, or you know, the processors, or your inter- even your internet bandwidth. You know, that's or you you know, sometimes you forget to plug headphones in. That never happens. <laughs> no, so, no, not anyway. at all. No, you know, so our, I'm not referencing our lost Rogue One episode at all. I don't. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> our one our one massive 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 failure the best yeah. podcast we ever recorded. that was such a that was such a good conversation too that's the God. worst part that was such a great conversation gone, gone. Um, no right. not gone it's just lying in a body cast in the hospital on life support forever yeah. <laughs> in a vegetative We're trying state. our best but anyway so the editing became a, a little bit of a challenge yeah more of a nightmare and episodes just we didn't have time we just it was taking longer to edit the episode than it was to record them which is you know way longer way 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 longer and well that that's not the, i mean that's that pretty normal but it was absurdly longer that's the thing like you're always it was absurdly longer yeah when so when you're when you're dealing with voiceover and i'm not obviously i'm explaining this for the audience uh, yes, more please. than anything else so it's typically like yeah. we record for an hour but it's going to take longer than an hour to actually edit it because you want to listen through everything as well and make sure it's of all course. 
in order. So in theory, it could take two to three hours to edit, depending on how much editing you actually have to do. Um, ideally, it shouldn't be more than for, for something like this, where my standards are lower in terms of background Obviously. noise. Well, I'm just talking about in terms of background noise and <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. Okay. that kind of thing. Like I don't, I'm not as precious about it as I am with like my actual like paid voiceover work or my audiobooks or things where right. I absolutely have to make sure it's, <clears throat> I'm cutting out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was more sensitive about it, I would move my computer into the booth and, you know, close the blankets and be sitting in like near darkness right. recording to kind of shut out extraneous noise. Mm-hmm. Um, would you be scared in there? Like, you know, like when you're sitting in the dark, would you be, would you be afraid? Like, <laughs> no, like somebody's going to spook you. Okay. never mind. Well, because I know it's daylight outside, so it's really not that much of a problem. Oh, I see. Um, it's that rare. Uh, I will. I have woken up from loud noises in the middle of the night occasionally, uh, um, because I don't know what it is necessarily. Or sometimes my roommate gets home like super late, and I, I, I'm asleep. And he wakes up and comes home at like twelve thirty one, and yeah. closes the door, and I'm like the front door. I'm like, what the? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's like I'll wake up ever, from that. You ever wake up from your own fart? <laughs> Just saying. That That's a. I'm pretty sure. Okay, that, I'm to say with a straight that, face. I'm going to make a note about that. That is definitely the weirdest question I think you've ever asked on this show. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? I I will ask the tough questions. I don't care. It happens. You've never woken up from. from put that. that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I have a note for that in the show notes. Waking up from. Have you ever farts. woken up from your own fart? Uh, no. I can honestly say no. I'm sure I you have, have not. Um, I have. I haven't woken up because of that. No. Um, you never know. Like, what was that? No. I don't know. Okay. I'm just asking. No, that's it definitely, that definitely has not happened to me. Uh, for, one thing, a, uh, there's probably- for one thing, it doesn't have the decibel level of a truck horn. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. you know, yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. And it's not. I'm not slamming a book or I'm not waking up, you know, hammering plywood. (laughs) Here, wait a second. Can you fart in your sleep? Yes, you can. Of course you can. The body is expelling. (laughs) It's relaxed. It's expelling that that happens. I mean, but that's what I'm saying is being asleep. The body's um, autonomic systems are still functioning and you're not holding it in. Because you're asleep, so you're kind of relaxed. But oddly enough, you don't. We we tend not to poop in our poop ourselves. This conversation is just okay. Wait a second. Okay, so you're, there is you're the like, one who started. You're you're the one who poked the bear. I know I did. I know I did. I know I did. Okay, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> so there, so there is a thing called butt apnea, I guess. Uh, also known as night farts, and there's an article here. Uh, about farts waking him up so it happens well it's send me the link thing. and i'll put it in the show notes so we have <laughs> it for everybody's everybody's personal edification and enlightenment we're all here about education well, i'm just saying if you're having a hard time sleeping and maybe you don't know what's going on your farts could be waking you up you know maybe you if you're happy and you know that i don't gasp. Yeah. yeah yeah oh aye, aye, aye. why am i awake all of a sudden i don't know well, and I mean, that's, it's, you know, that's the thing. It just kind of, sometimes that happens depending on 
some of that some of that's dietary really more than anything else oh, you can you can sure. eliminate a lot of that be, for through diet and exercise and things because it ex, it tend to expel a lot of that quicker it's not like you're sitting there you know loading up on steak or whatever you go to bed and it's just like yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. But, but apnea. Well, anyway, it's an interesting thing because we joke about this stuff and then it turns out to be a real thing. And then I feel bad because <laughs> people suffer from this sort of thing. We shouldn't be laughing about this. No, okay. we shouldn't. And you're the one I blame you on that one. For sure. <laughs> I absolutely blame you for that. All right. Um, for that one. Mm-hmm. We'll find a good article about this one. That's not all, you know, I mean, if we want to get really, you can talk about um, skid marks. Uh, sure why not hey if, actually i'll leave them on your bed sheets and stuff you know because you ever have a dream that you farted i don't know i'm reading these articles oddly enough no of, farts are just funny let's just let's just get it out there i'm just gonna say it farts are funny i don't well so the concept so i would say i would say this about farts. the concept of farts is funny oh it's hilarious. as a comedy element yes because it causes embarrassment Oh man! Which is one of the big rules of comedy, you know that idea that things are yes. things we find funny is because it causes embarrassment to someone else, yeah. not when it happens yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was watching, I was I was talking before the show. You now I'm rewatching Parks and Recreation because Ooh. why not? Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice it's why a nice not? balm for these troubled times. Um, enough to actually make you believe a little bit in government again. Kind of thing. Uh, I'm reading. I'm not laughing. At you. I'm reading these stupid articles. Well, no, but the the character oh. Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Um. He taught. They talk about that. That's one of the. He's one of the, the bumbling ones in the office. Even though he's like a really phenomenal employee and all this stuff, he's the the klutz of the office kind of thing. And but he he like gets he farts when he's nervous. Mm. Like it's just kind of like one of these things. And so they've used that in a couple of episodes to very comedic effect. Um, mm-hmm, of course, in that way, family guy, yeah. family guy uses farts a lot in their show, which is just well, that's a little that's different. This is more situational, that's just straight up, you know, to be straight up more. That's like shock jock, you know, morning show, whatever comedy, works. morning radio show. Well, no, and they both work for different reasons. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do work for different reasons. It's just the comedy of it. Um, Okay. Because we get embarrassed by the sound, because then we know the smell's yeah. coming, and it's right. well, sometimes. Well, we're well, not. I'm not even getting. The... I'm not even getting into SPDs, but all right. you know, it's, all right, all right, all right. Um, well, now that we got the farts out, yeah, it's the noise of it. I mean, the whoopee cushion. I mean, that the whole course, that, that's, a, that's a cottage industry built around that noise. You know, that's right. That's right. So the classy factor of this show has declined at episode one. Hey. It's all about change, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> Circling back to the topic that you wanted. It's all about I didn't want to talk about farts. It just happened. How no, you wanted to talk about change. Anyway. And that's what I'm saying, bringing it back around to. How do we the, get on farts? Oh, yeah. Farts waking you up. That was an yes, interesting question. Because we were talking about sleeping and uh, <laughs> right. noises and things. Um, right. I find that, uh, speaking of change, <laughs> yeah. trying to get us away from, you know, to get away from flatulence. So Deadpool. Uh, so Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, I was going to say it's an interesting week at work. I was, I decided to, as an experiment, take the bus to work this week. Ooh, that's um, I only ended up doing it two days out of five, but it was, um, cause it was, pants? 
you wear your bus pants? Ever watch Big Bang Theory? Sheldon can't ride the bus without wearing his bus pants. I don't remember it, but him being a germaphobe, it doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah. No, I no, my I wore pants. my work clothes. Uh, okay. but I think the because I walk to the train station, take the train up, and catch a bus from there to the office. Sure, sure. Um, it wasn't bad. It basically the time it took me to get there was about what it would take me in the morning to drive minus whatever t- extra 20 minutes to a half hour. I spend lollygagging around the apartment before I drive to work. What do you mean? Lollygagging? Um, what are you mm-hmm. dancing around with music on? What are you doing? No, I'm usually when I get up in the morning, I'm like watching a little TV and I'm on the internet or something before I realize I, like I have to rush through a shower and breakfast I like before I run out the door. Lollygagging in the morning. It just sets the tone for the day. Like, you know, if I, I find, I don't know if you find tangent, uh, if I rush out the door in the morning, that usually sets the tone of the day for me. Like they, I can't get back from that. I have a hard time getting back from that. But if I start out like getting up on time, you know, taking my time to maybe eat breakfast or whatever, you know, yeah. maybe watch a little TV or, or read something or meditate or whatever. If I start out the day at that pace, I find that it, that pace follows me throughout the day. But if I start out like, Holy cow, I got 15 minutes to get to work, you know, get ready for work and you jump out of bed and you quick brush your teeth and comb your hair and whatever, run downstairs. And then you're looking for your car keys and you don't have time for breakfast and you got to gather all your stuff. I just find that whatever pace I set myself at in the morning is usually what happens throughout the day. Like that's, that's the tone of the day. Yeah. I think though there, it, it could depend. I think there are times when there was a period when, um, and this, this is what I tend to prefer as an ideal is like living close to where I work. Yeah. Uh, a, so I can spend as much time at home as possible because I don't want to go to the office. But mm. um, the idea that I can, you know, roll out of bed later or I can, you know, that way I, I don't have to spend as much time getting ready. So there was a point years ago uh, when I was working corporate full time, uh, when I started, I was, I was working like less than a mile from where I lived in my apartment. And I had gotten to a point cause it was like a three minute drive to work, uh, to get there. It was a lot longer to walk or bike, which I had done occasionally. But, um, when I drive and stuff, it got to a point where I'd set everything up the night before. Then I could roll out of bed like 15 minutes before I had to be at work and, you know, shower really quickly, get dressed and go. And I would be there on time. Like it was never really a huge issue. Um, I wasn't working call center stuff, so it's not like, you know, if you're on time, you're late kind of thing. <laughs> it was sort of like, I'd still, but I'd still roll in on time and just get right to work. You know, is that the momentum of that and rolling out of bed and go, um, worked for me in that position. Um, as the commutes changed or other things shifted and some of it was going back to school and, and being in the college environment again, where I'd wake up, but I didn't have class for a while or something like on the off days. Yeah. It was just like, oh, man. So now it's like I get up. I set my alarm usually about an hour and a half before I have to go anywhere. Yeah, I've been doing um, the same thing. But I get up and I, I'm i usually the first thing I'm doing is I'm on my computer. Mm. I'm not checking email right away. I don't usually don't do that. I'll usually check Twitter first thing in the morning. Right. That's just long enough happens. to check notifications, see if I have notifications, and I shut it off. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Right. Um go through like I have set a website just a routine I just check do first thing in the morning mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, I'm a, I might watch some. I might watch some videos or something off my, you know, some MST or something in the morning or whatever. Just kind of sure get me going. Um, right. And then sure. what happens? What I find is I, I get sucked into that, and then you know, an hour an hour's gone by, and I'm like, oh crap, I don't have any time left, and now I got to rush through breakfast and uh, rush through you know shower if my roommate hasn't woken up for work and used the shower times. Like, oh man, <laughs> I get all nervous. I'm like, I gotta get in there and shower. Like, screw it, I'll do it after work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. that never happens for me i always say that too i'm like i'm gonna start showering at night so i don't have to do it in the morning and then i never do it. i do it on some nights it depends for me uh some of it's because i'm obviously i'm sharing with my roommate and stuff so it's yeah. and I, I don't know i don't necessarily know regularly like which days he's going to work and which days he's not so yeah. i never know so i find now i'm either getting up and getting in a shower right away or i'll do it the night before so i don't have to get out of bed right away <laughs> so. yeah right like I'll get out of bed enough, just far enough to turn the light on, on the, turn the ceiling fan light on, and I'll get back in bed and mm-hmm. and read for a while or something. But sure. um, why not? Why not? Or try to read at least. Usually, it's usually articles or whatever. You know, scrolling through Facebook I and I do the same thing. Some of that. Well, no, and and I've thought about that a lot. And it's hard because while while it's more productive to not do that stuff. Yeah. You know, staying off social media, not checking emails, doing all that th- that kind of thing. At the same time, I feel, and a lot of that's mainly just because I'm so personally isolated-ish. You know, okay. Um, uh, the nature of the work that I do with voiceover and um, other things, like I'm at home most of the day, every day. Like it's not, I'm not out and about, I'm not because I can't because I have to work on these projects that I'm trying to get done. Right. And so it can be isolating. So social media allows you to, in some ways that do what it was intended, at least in theory was intended for at the beginning, which was to keep people connected. Right. Um, Like the purity of the Facebook idea when it started was the idea of keeping people connected Mm. um, and various things. And then later on it became, just an ad platform basically to sell, sell stuff. Um, and you know, steal your data, <laughs> steal your data and then lose it in hacks and sell it to people who use it for other nefarious purposes. Wow. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, so I've tried, I, I'm thinking I've been, th- I've thought about that a lot later. It's like, you know, other people are like, well, I've deleted the Facebook app from my phone and I've done this and everything. It's been such a great boost. I'm like, that's great. You're doing it when, because you're always out and about. Like the most of the people I see doing that are very social people. Yeah. Right. Already, So they're already out and about connecting with folks and, and right. doing those things anyway. Um, I don't really do that, mm. you know, and it's not, and if I didn't have, like if, if Facebook didn't exist, Twitter didn't exist, it still wouldn't matter. Like I wouldn't go out. Like it's not, yeah. I'm not feeling neglected by that, but I mean, I would be doing other things. I might go out more, but I don't, I don't know that that would necessarily be the case. Mm. I'd be doing probably what I'm doing now, which is I go to work, I come home, I play video games, I go to bed, you know, it's kind of when I'm not working on personal projects. So sure. Sure. You know, um, even the even the video games, I don't do a lot of that really anymore because I just feel old. No, it's, it's wow. not about the age. It's not about the age. It's just not having time usually, typically because I'm yeah, right. I'm working right. on these other projects and I'm trying to get them done and I'm working into the evening. You know, but I, I've tried to set boundaries now, so it's like 
Yeah. When I get home from work, like I'll work on the voiceover. So I'll work till dinner, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll, I'll put in three, four hours on this thing and then I'll stop for the evening sure. and move on. Depending on the evening of the week, obviously I've got rehearsals once one night a week. I've got other things, you know, occasionally yeah. that I like well, to do sure that I'll pop stop. up, but I don't go out. Well, I mean, rehearsals once a week, but that's about it right now. It's, and some of that's some of that's financial too. Like I can't afford to drive everywhere right now, and or or take the bus that often, or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It, gas is expensive. <laughs> There's no way around it. It's still expensive. Um, and I commute. My commute's like twenty twenty five miles a day. So, um, to and from my day job. So I usually I tend not to go anywhere around Atlanta if I can help it. Because yeah. you know traffic. While while I don't mind sitting in traffic. Um, I do mind wasting gas. So, exactly. <laughs> so that's you. the, that's the trade off. Like I, it bothers me that I'm wasting gas sitting in traffic, mm-hmm. uh, because I can't afford it right now. Like if I, if I had my previous job in Phoenix, that kind of thing, I, it never stressed me out that much. Cause I, you know, I had money. I could sit there and go, okay, I can afford this. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, to just, you know, take a drive around the loop once in a while and, just take a couple hours and just drive around the city and just kind of relax. I mean, here they've yeah. literally got the 285, which is nothing but a giant circle. Like it's basically a giant NASCAR track mm-hmm. around the city. Like that'd be great. I'd love to get on that one day and just literally drive that thing all the way around. Mm. Um, but it does not happen because I can't afford it. So. Mm. Hopefully that'll change. Maybe we'll get some sponsorship in this podcast. Well, uh, I well well, no no it it would. I mean I'm not gonna I'm I'm not don't get me wrong. I think it would as well. We could do commercials. We could. Well, that's that that's the point of sponsors, dude. That that's how that works. (laughs) You're basically reading a a, an ad. We could do commercials. No, I mean like outside of this podcast, we probably could do commercials. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Well, yeah, you know, we got we got to get that work first. You know, it's like you know, Let's get the work. We're get to the place where you can get the voiceover gigs. I know. Now the voice bank's gone. I don't know where to go. <laughs> I get so lost. It's kind of you know. It's interesting. I get I still get emails from uh, Voices.com. For those of you who don't know it, that's that's what they call a pay to play site. Whereas Whereas we as talent go in and pay a membership every year to, for the right to audition for these jobs. Right. It's one of several sites like that. It's not the only one. It's one of the bigger ones. Um, yep. But they have a reputation for not being, um, shall we say, fair? Uh, that's a good general word. I found that. I think that's as relatively inoffensive as I can get about it. <laughs> being it's fair to their talents. Um it's a lot. There's there's a lot going on. You can Google uh, some of that if you want and kind of read into the arguments on either side of that. But they bought um, a like a year or two ago. They bought Voice Bank, which in L.A. was the place for union talent, union voiceover talent, to book commercial work. Mm-hmm. You go in and audition and and submit stuff. Uh, their agents would submit their stuff or what have you as well. Right. But that would be the, the place that they could go in, and it didn't. They didn't charge. For it, or they didn't charge. They didn't charge the talent. Usually, they charge the advertisers, the people posting stuff online. Same with um, <clears throat> it's the same thing with 
breakdown services, I believe, which it does on camera stuff in that's kind of the big 800 pound gorilla in terms of casting on camera work. They do voiceover stuff as well, but that's um, so like when you'd see like breakdown services. So when studios are doing, say if they're shooting a, an episode of Hawaii five Oh, just pulling, pulling a show out of the air. Um, they'll, they'll send a list of the characters in that episode that they need to fill. Like in terms of cast, like we don't have actors to fill these roles. It's basically, you know, like an advertisement, you know, yeah. basically just a job ad. Yeah. So they send them out to breakdown services. Breakdown services will disseminate those to agencies and managers and say, these are the parts we're looking for. Occasionally they'll put them out on public boards where other, where actors themselves can actually see these things mm-hmm. as well. Not often because especially in LA, they can get like 20,000 people who want to audition for like one role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, typically with agencies and managers, even then they're still getting like a thousand people for a, for a given part that might have like three lines. Um, and so from there, then the casting directors of those shows go through and pick who they want to audition for stuff. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's auditioning. People think of auditioning as, as it's weird, especially filmmakers as glamorous thing. It's not, it's a business. It's basically nonstop job interviews. Every actor is essentially an independent contractor constantly hustling for the next gig. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually true for casting directors now too. A lot of the time, a lot of them are independents now. Um, they don't specifically work for a particular studio. So they're hustling work too. Yeah. Uh, directors, writers, like everybody's basically almost everybody's essentially an independent contractor at this point, hustling either a gig or a contract with a studio or some, some production company where they can get regular work. Right. It's a brutal business. Uh, but, um, so yeah, so I've been getting, I never deleted my profile off this voices.com site. I don't remember why, but I don't pay for the service right now, but I've been getting invites for auditions and stuff that I haven't been auditioning because I'm not sure if I can without paying because it's, because I, because it's, because it's a direct invite for, to, to audition for a gig, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And especially cause I'm not based in LA anymore. I'm like, why are you still auditioning me for stuff that you specifically, cause some of the jobs that specifically say you need to be in Los Angeles. Like I'm not in Los Angeles anymore and haven't been for several years. <laughs> it's like, don't, um, that kind of thing. I will talk about this too. And this is interesting. Um, cause I was thinking about this late yesterday, a couple of times this week, uh, central casting has texted me about availability for being background, doing background work here in Atlanta mm-hmm. on a couple of shows. Um, one of them I probably could have said yes to, but I turned it down mm-hmm. at the time. And then the other one I got yesterday, it was kind of for, for work on Monday. And I was like, and again, I turned it down the pay rate was more than I would be getting going to my day job ostensibly. It's more hours, but it's overall like in terms of a day of work at the day job, it was more, it was just more hours though. So it's less per hour, but that doesn't bother me necessarily being on set. And I realized after I send that a couple hours later, I was thinking about it. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And I started, I started considering that because I literally don't, you know, like I'm here to be an actor and this is paid work. I mean, it's background work, which I'm trying to get away from in general anyway, but 
there's reasons to do these things, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, so I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I not doing this? And I started thinking about that in terms of kicking myself. It's like, well, if I'm not pursuing these opportunities, what am I doing here? Yeah, what are you doing here? Kind of thing. So it's, you know, it's one of those things to think as I, as I think about what changes, as we talk about change, like what changes I'm trying to make to my situation. Right. Um, to improve my situation right. for sure. I mean, right. I started applying for other day jobs mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Not heavily, but I'm looking cause I'm like the day job I have now is paying my bills, but just barely. Mm-hmm. And because of the, um, the car repair I had this past month, mm-hmm. really just barely. <laughs> so yeah. like I, I scraped by being able to pay my rent, by like a hair's breadth, um, and some of that was my audiobook royalties came in super late in the month, which is a whole different thing. I really wish they'd be more consistent about when they're paying this stuff. Yeah. Um, or at least letting me know how much is coming. So I'm not freaking out about the money. Yeah. But some of that is some of that's budgeting though, too. And, um, one of the challenges I found of budgeting, even just this first month is like, they they talk about especially with you need a budget unlike their webinars that they talk about the fact that basically the idea is what you're spending and what you have on hand now putting it towards future purchases i'm like that's great but if i'm not making enough to get past this right now that's not helping me like i can't plan for the future if i can't get past now <laughs> so um so the idea of sitting there going okay well i need to increase because there's only a couple things you can really do and one of those is really increase your income Mm-hmm. you know um yeah. i can't cut i mean i can cut some expenses but not really at this point like i've cut a lot of stuff to the bone and short of getting rid of everything streaming which i, I like I, I i canceled my hulu account at least the paid version of it for now um just because i can't i can't afford it and mm-hmm. But between Netflix and Amazon, it doesn't really matter. I've got like everything I want anyway. So yeah, for the most part, I don't use, I use Hulu for current TV. So it was like, Ooh, yeah. and I'm trying to get away from watching new stuff. If I can, for a while, if I can help it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Um, and it's all these little things that pop up every now and again, you know, certain things like I've got, you know, websites to come and do for renewal and, and things like that that just keep popping. I'm like, Oh damn it. I got to take care of that. And I got to, right. Yeah. You know, um, try to sort these things out so I can get, get past, get over that hump so I can start building up something resembling savings again. Right. So, you know, so sometimes change is good. Sometimes change is good. Well, I think I, I would, I would actually argue that all change is good. It's, how you receive that change that depends on whether it's because right. I think change itself is neutral in terms of, cause it just happens. Like we can't control it. Change always happens. It's how we react to it. That makes it good or bad. Right. Right. You can either yeah. be excited or stressed. I mean, it's how your body reacts to change. Yeah. Right? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, it it's is what it is. And plus I, I know that, I mean, and we talked about that before, like my weight is something I've been thinking about a lot, especially trying to walk here. And that was another thing I noticed this week. Walking to the train is exhausting because climbing a lot of hills. Oh, it's good. Uh, well, in theory, yes, but you have to get over the, the hump where it hurts a lot first. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. You know, like the first day I was just like, I got to work and I'm just dead. Like, I'm just like, Oh, you know, walking down, like sweating. It's just like, Oh man, it was just terrible. And I get home and I went right to bed. I'm just like, Oh, uh, yeah. Um, then what did we do today? Well, the next day I drove, um, to work and back because I wanted to get back quickly so I could record because I was finishing up an audio book. Oh. And my my roommate wasn't home, so I knew it would be not relatively nice and quiet, so I could work uninterrupted for like two or three hours and really get get it done, which is what I wanted. And I finished it. Yeah. I mean, at least the Good. recording part. I still have to edit. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got over that hump. So then, like Wednesday and Thursday, I walked to work. I did it again Wednesday. Came home, still hurting like crazy. Thursday, what I did was I drove to the train, and then walked from the bus stop to the office and back that way. Mm-hmm. And I realized this is just ridiculous in some way. You know, so then I drove on Friday. Um, well, because I realized what it is. I think I, I, I literally need to be in slightly better shape in the first place before I can actually be walking to work and back every day. <laughs> Even just that short distance is a lot because it's up several hills and up and down. And it's just, yeah, it's a little brutal to... Mm. Even that walking to the office, I want to do more of it because with the fall coming, temperatures are dropping. So it's actually getting more tolerable outside. Yeah, but I it was spiking up over like 90 this week still oh. at points. So it was, yeah, it was tough. So And it's humid there. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Although, you know, oh, yeah. It doesn't but, help. No. <clears throat> but here's the nice thing about the part of the United States that you're in is when you start to enter into the fall, the humidity drops a little bit. So you're going to. Well, yeah, but, but that's. That's true. Pretty even in, but even in Arizona, where like we get some humidity during during monsoon season. Not not yeah. for long, obviously, but yeah. um, that we've had days where it gets up to, admittedly, embarrassingly, like thirty percent humidity. It's like, oh god, it's so, uh. yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh god, this is terrible. I well, we mock it, but I know there. When I was a kid, like people, you know, people were moving to Arizona, like who had asthma to get to a drier climate. And after several years, they would move away from Phoenix out further into the desert because like people moving into Phoenix were like terraforming the land essentially because they're bringing in plants and they're watering everything. And it just, it created more problems for people. I'm just like, so they're moving out to like freaking Wickenburg and these places just way out in the boonies. And I'm just like, wow, that's just brutal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i thought about that one of these days when i was walking from work because it's like you <gasps> know <gasps> <laughs> so they're like i'm like this would be the just the worst irony ever at this point if after so many years of wanting to get away from arizona and i finally do and then i develop asthma and i have to move back i'm like no <laughs> like you such a bitch it's <laughs> 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 like oh, why are you doing this to me yeah um, to get away from, they keep pulling me. Back. I would move to Death Valley before I go back to Arizona. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, uh, hey, it's dry there too, at least. Uh, but it was it was one. Of, it was just a fleeting thought in my head. It was just kind of funny uh, to be like, "Oh man, that would just be just the most vicious irony life could throw at me right now." Uh, well, I've been told that you get used to it. Well, no, and I, I believe it. I mean, it's I, 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 and I will, and that's the thing. Like, since it's cooling off, I think that'll help. Um, that was the thing I always ran into in Arizona in terms of walking places, because obviously the sun's beating down on you ninety percent of the year, 
yeah. it's kind of, it gets tough, but once it's below a hundred, it can get tolerable to walk <laughs> places yeah. for a yeah. period of time. Yeah. Um, unlike the, unlike, unlike Phoenix, this place, there are places that there are lots of shade as you walk because every mm-hmm. there, that is the one benefit to having six bajillion trees uh, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of shade. So that, yeah. that does help. Uh, I, I've never been a fan of humidity. I grew up in Chicago, and I yeah, just, yeah. Dude, I just I well, you know, the funny thing is, I didn't. I never really like when I was a kid in Pennsylvania originally. I never really thought about it. <clears throat> I guess, like in the summertime, or you know, or I mean, in the winter, obviously it was snowing, so it's less of an issue. But I never really thought about those things. I didn't really think about it until I became an adult when it bothered me a hell of a lot more. <laughs> like even, even like my water boss, like I really want to get like double paneled bottles. So I can get sweat proof. Stuff. <laughs> I just really hate oh, those that. Are awesome. Those I hate awesome. it so much. Well, I can't find them in larger sizes. Like I want to get a 32 ounce one. That's like double core. Oh yeah. Water bottle. I have a huge, I got a huge one that has a straw sticking out of it. And what's, well, cool the, I don't want those though. That's, I don't I want something with a straw. I, I hate those things with a straw. I'm sure if you're going to be this difficult. No. So what I, so what I have is, uh, I, and, and I did a test overnight. They said like, Hey, if you put ice in this cup, you know, oh, and you leave it overnight, there'll be ice when you wake up and yeah, it worked. Hmm. I put ice in a cup. I woke up the next morning. There was ice in the cup. Yeah, it was awesome. It was like so I have awesome. um, I have like a I have a Nalgene water bottle that I use for it's a thirty two ounce bottle that I love. It's it's terrific. I didn't use it at first for the longest time because the bag I was carrying it in, it because it's it's bulkier. Mm-hmm. Most of the water bottles I have, I like are like this where they're tall and they're slim, slim because mm-hmm. they carry better in my bag. Oh, right. Typically, yeah. or, you know, if I had at the time when I was using a backpack, they were way better for that because it takes up a lot of less space. Right. Or you um, can put it so I started using the analogy. Well, the, the, the trade-off is these tall cylinder bottles don't fit under the water dispensers typically at work. The, right. But the Nalgene will because it's, because it's squatter and wider. I was like, well, that's great. I wish it was a second. I wish it was a double cord one so or the double panel one so it was sweat proof because now I have right. to wrap it in. Uh, right. I have to wrap it in a hand towel in my bag so it's not sweating all over my electronics. Right. <laughs> in the bag. Ooh. Yeah. So that was something that we just got at work is they, uh, in the building that where we're leasing our, our place downstairs, they have one of those um, water bottle, bottle filler stations. Mm-hmm. You know, like you would see at the airport or something where it's filtered water and it's the, the thing is so tall, you can stick a bottle under there and fill up with cold filtered water it's amazing i love that yeah i love that thing yeah it's good it's good stuff Woo. Woo. so deadpool what were we talking about we didn't even get to <laughs> how was your week i we, boy we just launched well that's what i say i was I, t- I was taking the bus to work that was like oh, yeah. the primary oh, that yeah. was kind that of the primary sense. highlight this week was i was taking the bus to work and right um doing those things as a test and and um, still, we're still rehearsing for um, the Atlanta Radio Theater Company. We're performing at the end of the month, um, a War of the Worlds side quill. I think no, <laughs> a side quill. A side quill. I think they. I think a they tried to use that. Quill. I think they tried to use that name with the uh, the three hundred sequel that they came out with a couple of years ago. That was like absolutely horrible. 
because it takes place at the same time as the 300 movie. So it's like a parallel story. So they called it a, it's not a sequel. It's a sidequel. I'm like, really? Mm. That's not going to, that's not a thing. That's not going to, no, it's just, yeah, no, stop trying to make fetch a thing. Gretchen. Yeah. (laughs) So fetch. (laughs) Um, so the, um, so this hundred, not not did you did you see three hundred? I did not see that movie. Yes, I hated it. Okay, I just well because I I the when it first came out, I didn't, I didn't see it right away when it first came out because I just didn't really care, and then I yeah. went to the library and I read the graphic novel. Yes, of it. Then I saw the movie, and literally Zack Snyder took the graphic novel and used that as storyboards for the movie. Like he recreated. Certain shots in the movie are right out of the graphic novel. So if you read it, it's like, wow, you know. And he did the same thing with Watchmen as well. Mm -hmm. Like he really liked these faithfully, like these faithful recreations of Mm. these graphic novels. So I'm like, it's great. It's okay. But then he never really stopped doing that. And he Mm. forgot that girls read comic books too, uh, I guess. What? What? Well, remember, Zach said, well, remember. So no, I know the best uh, the best example of this is the difference between the way the Amazons are portrayed in Wonder Woman mm. versus the way they're uh, and specifically the way they're costumed in Wonder Woman versus the way they're costumed in Justice League, <laughs> oh. where the outfits are a lot skimpier and not as yeah it's I mean Wonder Woman because we saw Wonder Woman it, they're the outfits are where they're very practical for oh yeah they're like combat. Armor. Like yeah, yes, of course. Yes, yeah, of course. yeah, no. In Justice League, it was basically the stereotypical, you know, the metal bra, and that's about it. You know, it was just like this is ridiculous, guys. What are you doing? Yeah. This because yeah. they had two different costume designers for those for those movies. So there's no continuity between those two. It just yeah, yeah it was it was just wrong. There's no cotton and there's no continuity. Yeah, but then there's but that's the thing, know. and and even. Uh, Wonder Woman's outfit herself between the actual Wonder Woman movie and Justice League are different oh, yeah. slightly. They're slightly different. And you can tell because it, you know, it's that idea of the male gaze or what have you. Mm. Um, but that was one of those things where, yeah, Zack Snyder's like, no. <laughs> and a lot of people talked about that being Snyder's, Snyder's responsibility because it was just, you know, it's not, you know, it's like, they're not 12 year old kids that are going to see these movies. They're adults. And yes, and a lot of them are guys, but some of them are going to be women now because these heroes are big. There's more heroes coming that are that's right much that's more right. diverse and right. Obviously, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out next year. I think. What, um, really, the Wonder Woman Wonder sequel? Woman. Yeah, I believe so. Is it called um, Wonder Woman 1984? Yes, currently, yeah. That's my understanding. Is that's what they're calling it? This is news. This is news. Um, Where have I been? Why don't I? I, I don't know. Nineteen eighty four. What is that? Well, that's when What's it's that? set. It's actually set in nineteen eighty four. Oh, all right, okay. But that's why they're. Oh, ca- okay. But that's that's why they're calling it. It's, it they didn't want to call it Wonder Woman two. <laughs> so right, that's fair. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it opens. It opens in next November. So I get it. A year. So just over just over a year from now. What good movies are coming out later this year? Are there any? Um. Uh, let me think. Uh, yes. Uh, let me take a look at the release calendar real quick here. So, well, like Venom opened this weekend. Eh, you know, I, I'll probably see it eventually. I'm not really stressing about wow. that too much. 
Yep. I knew about that. I did not do anything about it. No, I I thought about going to see it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I just kind of uh, let me maybe see. this would be a good call to action for our listeners. <laughs> what awful movies would you like us to see and talk about? Oh no, don't. Yes. Don't, don't don't poke that bear. Oh, that might not be that bear. Why not? Well, because we could totally we could totally we would do this. Yeah, listeners. I suppose <laughs> we would do this because we could rip on movies. Not like it's never been done before, but it would be fun for us to do it. Yeah. It'd maybe. be painful to watch just because <laughs> it, I'm sure. Okay, so like here's um, one. Yaya like, Sisterhood. I saw Yaya Sisterhood. I honestly did not want to continue on living after that movie. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, let me get back to this. So basically between now and the end of the year, there are a bunch of movies that are being released. But um, so let's see. That's next weekend. The Goosebumps sequel. Ooh. No. Um, What's that? Goosebumps. The- <laughs> They uh, obviously, because it's October, a lot of horror movies are coming out. The, the Halloween, the next Halloween movie is coming out. Nope, 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 But um, the one like next weekend, Bad Times at the El Royale, which is that's yeah. looks really trippy. Um, it was done by Drew Goddard, who did Cabin in the Woods. Nope. Um, but it's kind of that that sort of thing where it's it's a very it looks like a really trippy kind of no thanks semi horror mystery movie. I'm not sure. No, I know it's not for you. That's fine. No. It looks intriguing. I don't know that I'll, I don't know necessarily. I'll go see it in the theater. First Man, which is oh, Damien Chazelle's good. version of the Neil Armstrong story. I would like to see that. Uh, that one actually looks pretty good to me. I I don't know. Maybe, but I always think of. It's tough. Damien Chazelle is kind of a hit or miss because he did Whiplash, but he did La La Land and that kind of thing. So it's a little weird. It's an odd choice for him to do a story like that. I don't know. So it makes me wonder, like, how it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad. I'm sure it'll be fine, but maybe there'll be a musical number. (laughs) That's the part that'll break me. I'm like, nope. (laughs) That'd be cool. Dancing on the moon. Yes. The, um, let me see. So there's, yeah, there's not a ton. There's not a ton of big releases right now. Um, the oh, they're doing. They did a third Johnny English movie. Oh yes, stupid. Yeah, that's Rowan Atkinson's kind of take Atkinson. on the James Bond thing. Yes. It's yes. the first one was hilarious. The second one was okay. I'm kind of curious to see the third one. Uh, cause like, yeah, it's James Bond meets inspector Clouseau sort of, mm-hmm. it's very, yeah, I, I liked it though. It's very funny cause Rowan I Atkinson's terrific. Uh, I have all of the pink Panther movies. That's fair. Uh, I bought a DVD box set of all, oh, they're so funny. I could just watch them one after the other, after the other. They're just hilarious. Uh, let's see. What is this one? No, I don't think it's that one. Nope, that's not it. Okay, let's see. Oh, another Chucky movie. <laughs> Child's Play, the, the, the oh. Psycho Doll. Yeah, they're doing another one of those at the end of October, right before Halloween. No, but Bohemian Rhapsody is coming out at the beginning of November. Oh, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. There you go. Yeah. There's something. So that's yes, good. That one, definitely. Um, They're that's doing, awesome. let's see, what is, the, uh, I don't care about that. Let's see. 
the girl in the spider's web, which is the next, it's like a follow up to a girl with a dragon tattoo. Hmm. Um, it's a, like, it's a new story though, based on the same characters. I, I believe, I don't know if it's the second, no, it might actually be the second book. I don't remember for sure. All right. Um, I, I haven't actually seen any of those. Let's see. Are they doing, what is this? The Grinch. What? Oh, it's a CG version of the Grinch. That's right. That's right. With uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as the voice of the Grinch. Well, and Angela Lansbury as the mayor of Whoville. I still love the interesting, Grinch, interesting cast. The Grinch choice. theme song. Your yeah, well, the original one. Yeah, Mister yeah. Grinch. Uh, let me see. Well, the uh, the next. Fantastic Beasts movie from J.K. Rowling's coming out mid-November. Um, Your smile is full of spiders. <laughs> got <laughs> it. song just cracks me up. I'm trying to see if I can find out. When was Oh, no. I think that already came out, didn't it? Yeah, let's see. Another Vincent Van Gogh biopic. Really? Uh, all right. Mm. That one's Willem Dafoe as Vincent Van Gogh, though. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Art house movie, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm for me, it's like it's, uh, sometimes every once in a while. Uh, Creed two uh, coming out just before Thanksgiving, which that was the original. The first one was pretty good. Creed two, this one, it's basically the follow up to Rocky four because he's fighting Ivan Drago's kid. Oh God, no! Are you kind of, yeah, yeah. How? Well, they are serious. Believe in this one. And dry. Dolph Lundgren's making an appearance in oh. my understanding is he's making an appearance in this as well. So, and, and Sylvester Stallone's back and as Rocky I Balboa. And, I must break you. I don't, I'm curious. I, I am. I'm curious enough to see it. Um, oh yeah. No, yet another remake of the Robin Hood story. Oh um, yeah. Done by uh, basically looks like Robin Hood meets the Kingsman. So just ridiculous. Oh, is it Mary Poppins coming out this year too? Um, I think that one is uh yeah, right before Christmas, Mary Poppins returns. Yay. That's oh, um something related specifically to this show, uh Spider Man into the Spider Verse, the animated uh that animated movie that looks fantastic. They dropped a trailer this week. Yes, that, that has cool. Spider Ham. <laughs> I get so excited. I'm like, yes. That's right. I, I mean, I enjoyed the trailer, and then Spider Ham shows up. I'm like, I'm sold. I'm totally in. I yeah. have to go see this movie. Well, because he's a yeah, major right. character too. I'm like, oh my god! It's <laughs> like, I love that. That was to what me. Else, what like, else coming out? Wreck-It Ralph two is coming out, right? Yeah, that one's um, the same weekend Yay. as Creed two and Robin Hood. Yay! Um, let me see. What Fox Lux? Oh wait, that's that weird. Um. That's a weird Natalie Portman movie or something. I don't know what that is, but um, let's see. Yeah, so Spider-Man, uh, something called The Mortal Engines, which I think Mortal is Engines. based on a on a YA novel, but that's uh, another Peter Jackson hmm. produced one. He didn't direct it, but uh, he's involved. Here, let me that uh, I I remember seeing the original trailer. It's basically. Like all of these cities are these giant machines rolling around the surface of the planet or something. It's right. really weird. Okay. Um, Mortal Engines! It looked a little interesting, though. Um, Clint, Clint Eastwood's next movie is coming out in December. Hmm. Mule, which they shot here in Georgia. 
Um, oh. I remember that because it was uh, they they were shooting it like right at they started shooting it like right after I moved here. Um, because they at, there were a couple times they were looking for background people. It was just too far away. I can could not get there. So oh um oh wow that's gonna be interesting. Bumblebee and Aquaman opening on the same weekend. Interesting. So yet another Transformers movie and then the Aquaman movie. No, that I'm kind of curious about, but I don't know how much I want to see it. <laughs> exactly. I've been kind of cooling on Aquaman for a while. Not, and it doesn't have anything to do with Jason Momoa because I'm sure he'll be no, fantastic no. in the role. Yes, but of course. I, I think I'm just burned out on DC movies because they've all been they've all well, been so Aquaman ridiculously movie. angsty and heavy and just like oh man, right? Because Aquaman would always like call dolphins or something. Well, uh, some versions, yeah, some versions of Aquaman do that, but not everybody does. Not all of them. So that's. But this is well, this is, guy rips on Aquaman. But this is the origin time. movie for Aquaman, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> oh, I really need to know how he became a fish. Like we know, you know that uh, right, that's, he was raised yeah. like he was like having like raised on the surface world, and finds out he's then Atlantis and has to. Yeah, I mean, it's a part of me wants to see it, and then part of me is like, oh, I don't know. Um, so. Hmm. Uh, let me see. But then Bumblebee, the next Transformers movie, basically his solo film that I think is supposed to be like a prequel to the Transformers movies. Uh, yeah, it's because it's set in 1987. <laughs> so, okay, which is weird. I'm not sure how that fits into the chronology of these movies, but whatever. Yeah, and then oh, this was this was interesting. I don't know if you saw this the the, the trailer drop during the week. Uh, Holmes and Watson, oh, no. which is Will Ferrell as Sherlock oh. Holmes and John C. Riley as Watson. So basically, oh, it's yes their take on done Sherlock Holmes. And I just, so, I, just uh, I don't y- y- watch the trailer. I, whatever, it, it's going to be good. Uh, bike, man. Uh, I think you can't go wrong with those two. They're just a fantastic combination. I, uh, I, however, cannot, I typically can't stand their movies. Okay. Well, that's, but it's, no, it's not for me. There'd be wrong and you're wrong. Yeah, that's right. And I will. Um, I just, yeah, I, well, the problem isn't that they're not, it, it feels like a lot of time they're not. I think I'm just burned out on them, and I, I've never recovered. Yeah, I can see that because especially when Will Ferrell started making movies, he made so many movies, yeah. and half of them really weren't that good. <laughs> so yeah, I just true. was like, uh, I can't. I don't know. He's still good. I still like. Well, I, he's been fantastic in other. Like there are movies of his that I love. Yeah. Um, what was it? everything must go. That was oh, yeah, more that dramatic was... movie, but that was terrific. Like I thought it was a fantastic movie yeah. and he was great in it. I think he does good with drama oddly yeah. enough, but he just doesn't do enough of it. Cause I think he's stuck in that kind of Adam Sandler world oh, yeah. where he'd be really good at that stuff, but that's not where his audience is. Right. Um, Elf was good. You can't, you can't complain about Elf. That was, I, I no, it was a good movie, but they play it to death and it doesn't really stand up to repeated viewings as well as something like a Christmas story does. Oh, I yeah, think. Of course. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you can't be a Christmas. That's, story. that's what I'm saying. But elf is still, elf is still good. But like my sister wants to watch every year. And I'm just like, Oh God, I just get burned out on that. That's the thing. You, you ruin some by playing into the end of ruining a good thing. Well, it's uh, like, uh, it's sort of like, 
I don't know, uh, music on the radio. Like when you when you overplay something, like Stairway to Heaven, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the members basically. of Led Zeppelin said it was a fantastic song. It got overplayed, and it's like people are burnt out on it. Yeah, you know, that's that sort of thing. It's the same thing. Fair. Like like Christmas Story. Do we really need twenty four hours of a Christmas story? You know, yeah. on repeat all day long. Then there's uh, uh, what's oh Vice, which is that that's Oscar bait, pure Oscar bait, because the biopic of Dick Cheney, uh, uh, with Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Ooh. I've seen the pictures. Like he's amazing. They did an amazing job. Like he really looks like he actually put on weight, which is the weird thing. Okay. Yeah. How he likes to transform himself for his character, but he actually put on weight to play Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Uh, was really good with that. On the basis of sex, which is another one is a Ruth Bader Ginsburg biopic. Oh, that's supposed to come out. That actually before she was in on the Supreme court though, this is like early right. days. Um, but that actually looks interesting to me just in general, but of course it's coming out late December again as pure Oscar bait, mm. um, Christmas day. In fact, it's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, between that and the end of the year, there's not, there's a few, I mean, there's a bunch of movies coming out. Some of it's up and down. I don't know. Um, mm. a lot of it for me is I just don't know how I feel about most of these. Um, I like, I do want to go see some of them, but it's expensive, especially here sure. in Atlanta. It's ridiculously expensive. Yep. Um, so let's see, it's animated. I'm trying to see in January if there's something really interesting or I've done the, uh, there's a major movie theater. It actually doesn't look too bad, but I joined their movie club and, uh, I think I pay $8 a month and yeah, AMC I'm guessing. No, mm, no. Okay. No. No. Oh, uh, Cinemark. Yeah, Cinemark. Okay, it's okay uh, to anyway. say their name. It's not movie oh, pass. Getting... It's fine. <laughs> All right, it's Cinemark. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Okay, but anyway, I pay eight dollars a month for their movie club, and it's fantastic. And mm-hmm. I get, uh, I get a free movie. Well, I get a movie ticket a month, and it it totally rolls over. So if I don't use it that month, I get another one the next month, and then I get two. And if I don't use it that month, then I get three, and I get four. Right. So, like, I'm up to two credits because we haven't gone to see a movie in a while. And um, basically, I paid $8, you know, and they get a bunch of uh, concessions, you know, and they have rewards sure. and things like that, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but then we also went to Costco. I don't know. You've got Costco's out there. And we bought a bunch of movie passes for, like, I think they were $7 a piece, something like that. I, I would say if there's a Costco somewhere, I have no idea where it is. Mm. Um, I'm sure there. I'm sure there's probably some. They're probably all outside the perimeter, kind of out near like Alpharetta and the, sure, like far. Oh well, no, there's one. Where is that? Oh, that's not far. Uh, Costco. I don't, I don't shop at Costco just because I don't have the shelf space to shop in bulk. No, you don't need but. to. Uh, we so we're a member, and the, we I fill up the cars with gas from Costco. It's top tier gas. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's way more. Uh, inexpensive it's you know it's less expensive than normal gas around here so uh why not and i just Mm -hmm. figured out that there's one right by the data center in sacramento so on my way home yeah on my way home i can fill up with costco gas well here what i'm finding is well just based on what i see in terms of prices at costco i mean in terms of because only costco members can use their gas stations 
That's true. Um, but those prices really aren't that far off of what like quick trip charges for gas. Right. So you're so, not going to see the difference. We see the difference. California is. Well, well, no. And that's, but that's the thing is like here, but here, why wouldn't we see the difference anyway? Like it doesn't really, that's not super competitive necessarily. I think it's, it's I don't think it's a bad deal. I mean, $5 a gallon, five cents a gallon is not bad. In terms of a price difference, depending on how how much it's flushed, five to fifteen cents oh, a gallon, it, it could be almost up to a dollar difference here. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. In other places, it can be, oh, yeah, yeah, and that's just the nature of the market. So it's kind of, yeah. I don't know. I, and I love it. Uh, their gas is good. It's top tier gas, detergent gasoline. It's you know right on par with uh, top quality gas. Why not? Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, let me see. How long have we been talking? I think we're been here. We been set a timer. So here's the difference That's between. True. I did not. I, did, I forgot to set a timer. So I do feel bad about that. Um, Don't feel bad. I believe we have hit an hour. I'm willing to believe that we're probably over an hour at this point. Maybe I don't know. Well, let's just let's just. End this Sounds like a good point to stop. We I feel like we're at a good stopping point because now we're just talking about Costco. Now no, we're talking about not a sponsor of this podcast. Not at all. No, we have no, no sponsors. So if you know a sponsor, yes, or somebody that would want to pay us to ramble on, yeah. Well, or if you liked last week's show when we actually had somebody else on here <laughs> to get a third cool. voice in the conversation, um, you let us know if you're a Brian or someone who, if you know someone who is a Brian, uh, first name, middle name, last name, part of the last name. That's fine. We're not picky. Nope. Uh, we'd be happy to have them on, you know, or if you just want to say your name is Brian and not actually be a Brian, eh, we'll talk. No background checks. Yeah. You know, you can check you can, uh, you can check this episode out and all of our background episodes, uh, on our website at briantrustpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can subscribe there or like Apple podcasts, wherever fine pod catchatories are, are found. Uh, wherever you do listen to the show, feel free to rate and review the show because ratings and reviews are how shows like ours get caught by and seen by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, when you rate it, be honest, but be fair. If you like the show and you say there's like some small quibbles and like, go ahead and rate it five stars. It's okay. Um, with most algorithms, unless it's five star rating or a one star rating, it, it ignores like everything else for some reason, especially mm-hmm. a certain fruit shaped company. Um, uh, and then just leave something in the review. Uh, be specific, of course. If there are things you think we can fix, get in touch with us directly. You don't just necessarily have to leave it in a review. Uh, you can email us at briantrustpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thebriantrust. Mm. Um, we are uh, working on improving uh, options there for people so we can get some more community engagement. You guys can talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. And we can kind of engage as, as a community. Uh, we're also on Twitter. The show is at the Brian trust. Uh, individually. We're also on Twitter. I am at actor geek. I am at B Selkie. And that's going to do it for episode one Oh one. Woo. Of the Brian trust. I know. Yay for us. This is good Yay for us and new stuff. This is good. The next generation, uh, Brian Trust 3000, the, uh, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> Brian Trust 2.0. Oh, no, we don't want to do that necessarily. 
Why not? Well, because that would mean one of one of us is probably gone, or both of us is gone, and other people have taken no, over the show. No, 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 yeah, no, we don't want that yet. That's <laughs> we may get there eventually, but we'll see. Um, thanks so much for listening, and until next time. Changes make us plain. No, wait, that's not. What is it? What is it? Is it what is it? Changes make the change. No, I don't. I don't know what the lyric is. I, well, let me look at it real quick. <laughs> it's too long for a stinger. I'm cutting it off. Cutting it off right now. No, 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 no. Turn and face the strange. There it is.